spicy ladies. Hey, before we get into it today, I just want to give two quick disclaimers. One is we are actually house sitting three dogs this weekend. So if you hear dogs in the back of my room, my apologies. And then simultaneously, of course, at the same time, our landscaper is over. So you might ride by my window and you might hear the lawnmower, but I'm going to do my best. I've, I've tweaked some things in my sound so that hopefully it mainly picks up me and just only picks up a little bit of the outside noise. But if you hear anything like that, I just wanted to apologize first um, and just give you that heads up. But of course I will try and give it the best, highest volume and sound quality that I can. I'm in such a space these days um, and, and, and zoned in on this idea of environment. And I was, and I was talking to my husband, Justin today, and I was telling him like, I just keep coming back to this idea and coming back to this focus of like how important our environments are and in so many different realms. And I know I've been talking about this book, um, the atomic habits for the past, I don't know, six episodes at this point. And what I'm doing, and this is a total sidebar, but I encourage you to do this too, is I'm really taking this book because I know how powerful it is. Um, and I have seen how powerful it can be for other people. So I'm taking it in little bites at a time and trying to digest it little bits at a time and little bites at a time and actually like put into action the things that I'm learning into the, in the things that I'm learning in the book, I'm actually trying to put into action and kind of do like a, what I call like a success loop. So learning new things from the book, trying them out, failing, going back to the book, you know, and just tweaking it as I go to improve my habits and my environment. But I've just really been stuck on this idea of environment and absolute and how absolutely vital it is for, um, growing powerful women and how vital it is to become a healthy person and how not only this idea of the people that you surround yourself with, because I do wholeheartedly believe that you are the sum of the five people that you hang out with, or that you are influenced by, um, you know, if you hang out with five millionaires, you're destined to be the sixth. If you hang out with five growth-minded women who are powerful and loving and um, caring and empathetic, you are going to become the sixth. You're going to become just like that. But, uh, you know, it also goes the other way. Um, but it's not just in the people that we hang out with, but it's also in our own homes and our environments and our jobs. Um, and I know our jobs have a lot to do with who we hang out with, but also the energy of our job. And what's neat, I think I have shared this on the podcast, but if I haven't, I recently moved jobs to work with a Chick-fil-A. And I know that's a, it's a national known company, so I don't have to explain what that is. And I don't even really have to explain to you why Chick-fil-A is so powerful and such a healthy workplace, because more than likely you have been to a Chick-fil-A and you can pick up the energy. It's the same thing with Target. I, my husband, Justin, and I went to Target today. We went shopping. And as soon as I walked in, the energy is just different. And I also noticed because I was really cold today that they keep that place at the perfect temperature. I don't know what temperature it is. I don't know how they do it, but it's the perfect temperature for literally everybody. Don't know how they figure that out, but it's target, but Chick-fil-A carries a similar energy. And then, and I'm sure, and I know in my own hometown, there are also small businesses who carry really powerful energies in their workplaces. And so that's something that I just really have been reflecting on lately. And something that I want to invite you to reflect on is like, what is the energy in the places that you're spending time in and what are the physical objects that you're surrounding yourself with? And how are those objects helping you to create healthy habits or how are those objects helping you to create unhealthy habits? And one thing that I'm focusing on right now, and this is what the James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits is this idea of making it visible, making it obvious. And so if you want to up 
you know, if you want to be a better reader, keep your book out by your nightstand. If you want to journal in the morning, keep your journal, you know, at your dining room table or at your desk, wherever it is that you journal every, you know, put it out at night. So in the morning you go and journal, if you want to be able to focus for however much time, you know, put your phone away so you don't check it because if it's in your environment, if it's in your face, you're going to check it. And in fact, I just put mine away so I wouldn't be distracted during this episode. It's just this idea of surrounding ourselves with things that are going to help us become healthier people. For example, now that I work at Chick-fil-A and this has been a thing because at my previous job, I washed my hands a lot too, but I wash my hands a lot because I'm in food service. Like, of course, if I'm touching people's like cups and bags and food containers, like I want my hands to be clean, just like I would expect their hands to be clean. Is that super realistic? No, but I'm going to be what I want to receive. And that's what we're going to get into today. I want to be what I want to receive. I want to be who I want to become. And so anyway, And I can't wait to get into this. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so good, but I'm washing my hands a lot more. So my hands are really dry. And what I wanted, I wanted to make a habit about using my hand cream a lot more because I got this really good hand cream that I know helps a ton, but I wasn't ever using it. And so I'm reading this book and it talks about making it obvious. And so one thing that I've done is I put my hand cream on my bedside table. So every night before bed, I have different habits that I do. You know, I get ready for bed. You know, I I wash my face. I brush my teeth. I read in bed before I fall asleep. It helps me fall asleep. But before I pick up my book, I do, I use hand cream and it also helps me turn the pages a little bit better. So it's like, you know, a win-win, but it's little things like that. Like that's an example of habit stacking, but it's also an example of making it obvious. And so for you, if you are somebody who is wanting to, you know, make sure that they take their supplement, and these are all examples in the book, but if you are somebody who wants to make sure they're taking their supplements or drinking their water, you know, keep your supplements out where you see them, keep your cup out where you can see them. So if there's something in there in your life that you want to do more of or take more time with set your environment up to give yourself reminders, it's like a reminder system. But going back to washing my hands, I want to be what I want to receive. So of course, if I, and this is like such a small example, but it's so easy to wrap your brain around of like, one, I want to always be an example of of somebody who of course is taking care of people's food and drinks and being clean because I want that for myself. I want to be what I want to attract. And my friend, um, Sierra, her grandfather used to always put it this way when she, when he was talking to young singles and he would always ask them, you know, are you the type of person, the person you're looking for is looking for as in, if you are looking for somebody who's humble and kind and God fearing and generous, are you that person? Are you humble and kind and God fearing and generous? If you're looking for somebody who's funny, are you yourself funny? Are you able to, are you able to take a joke? And, but it's really much more at like this deeper character level. You can't ask for this incredible, amazing person. If you yourself are not going to be able to reciprocate that because then you're just going to drain your partner. But the same goes, the same goes, the same goes for who you want to become. So let's take other people out of it and just talk about ourselves. Are we doing the things that the person we want to become would be doing? And I hinted on this a little bit in last week's episode when I talked about loving yourself. And if you want to love yourself more, do things that a woman who loves herself does. Take care of yourself, spoil yourself, celebrate yourself. Talk about yourself positively in front of other people. That's not arrogant, by the way. That's just positive self-talk. And it's contagious. It's all, by the way. You going around and speaking about how amazing you are and not like you're just walking around and like, look how amazing I am. But I'm saying you, you publicly patting yourself on the back and outwardly speaking positivity into the world gives permission to other people to do the same thing. 
whether you realize it or not, you hold influence over people. So you have to decide whether or not you want your influence to be positive or negative. And here's the thing, sis, if you want to be somebody who is this great, powerful leader, who's loving and empathetic and takes care of others and has this massive, successful business that you built and you put blood, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into, if you want to be that person, you have to start behaving the way that that person is behaving. You got to reverse engineer it. That's the word that I could not find last week. You have to reverse engineer who, who you want to become. And one of the ways that you can do that, one of the first ways that you can do that is your environment. Because here's the thing that I have found out and discovered in my own life. And a lot of this is just like, it's insane. I'm having like this massive breakthrough and I feel like my eyes are being opened to so many things. Thank God, I'm so thankful. But it's like, I've recognized that by choosing where you are, you're simultaneously choosing who you become. So for example, I, I, you know, I keep talking about this new opportunity that I took at Chick-fil-A. Well, one of the interesting pieces about my job at Chick-fil-A is I'm now one of the oldest people at my job and everybody else for the most part that I work with, um, is younger than me. But what's crazy is before I went to Chick-fil-A, the job that I worked with before I was the youngest and my husband, Justin, and I were talking about it. And I realized I feel so much more like a leader now in all aspects of my life, because I am in a leadership position at my job at Chick-fil-A. As one of the oldest, I just naturally hold influence over the people who are around me. And I don't mean to say that older people are superior. I don't mean that at all. I just mean I'm in a different season of my life. And I've been in seasons that the women around me and, and a couple of men, but mainly the women is who I'm focused on. I've been in seasons that they are currently in. I've been in single seasons and dating seasons and college seasons and high school senior season. I've been in all those seasons. So God has planted me here to pour into those women. And now, because I feel like a leader more so at my Chick-fil-A job, I'm able to take my leadership skills that I'm using at Chick-fil-A and pour that back into my business. And, and I feel more like a leader in my business. And what's interesting is as I thought about this, and as I've just been reflecting, it's crazy because it's almost like I was in misalignment because at my other part-time job, I was one of the youngest and there wasn't a whole lot of leadership opportunity in general in the space that I was in. And so I was like, almost like the youngest and not really, not really leading or being led at, at, um, my previous job. And then over in this area of my life, I'm trying to be a leader in my business and help grow women and help grow, the, grow a successful business and simultaneously help lead and grow myself. And that was a misalignment and you can't see me, but I have my hands like one's way up and one's way down. And now I feel like I'm more in balance and my hands are at the same place. I'm balanced out because I'm leading in my full-time job and I'm leading in my business. And because in a majority of my time, now that I work a full-time job is being a leader that just naturally pours into other areas of my life. And the same goes for you. So if you are someone and you feel like you need to hone in on your leadership skills or you, or you're someone who has not stepped into her leadership ability, my question would be, what is your environment like? Are you putting yourself in places where you are able to be a better leader? Or if you want to be somebody who's more empathetic, are you having conversations with more people, actual real deep conversations so that you can practice empathy for others? You have to start choosing to be in places where the person that you want to become would be. 
if you want to be a better leader, actively put yourself in leadership positions. Cause here's the thing, friend, you don't just become a leader. It doesn't just happen. You can read about it all you want. You can read all the leadership books and listen to podcasts and say your affirmations and this, that, and the other. But if you never put it into practice, you're never going to get there. You actually have to go put it into practice. You have to go put this person that you want to become into practice until you become her. And it's not like fake it till you make it. You are becoming that person. You're just failing along the way. You're learning. You're never going to learn to become the type of leader and the type of woman that you were supposed to be if you never go and practice it. Start being who you want to become with your location. Start being in locations that pour into the type of person that you want to be. If the energy at your workplace, if you work a full-time job and you own your own business, or if you're in your workplace and you're growing in your career, if your workplace, if your environment is unhealthy and toxic, honey, that's going to affect you. That's going to bleed onto you. You output what you input. And before you, before you even think the thought, well, I can't do anything about it. I can't just up and leave my job. There's always something that you can do about it. That is such a healthier thought to choose. There is always something that I can do. There's always a solution. I know there is a solution to this problem. Especially when it, when it comes to workplace environment. Like if we want to talk about that specifically, there's always something that you can do if you are in a, a toxic workplace environment or in a, in, a, in a workplace environment that's no longer growing you or no longer pouring into you. There's always something you can do. And especially in today's climate, especially in today's climate, there is work everywhere. But also, if you don't want to leave, let's say that you've grown this firm foundation and you have this great salary and benefits and just like very adulty things. And I totally get that. Very practical, logical things. Then you have to start being the change. Again, we start walking into leadership positions before you ever become that leader. Because then once you do, you just naturally become that person and you just keep growing into a better version of yourself. You keep, like I talked about last week, you keep running your marathons and crossing the finish lines and patting yourself on the back, reveling in your victory. And then you go and train again and then you run another race and you, be, you start becoming the person that you want to become. If you want to be a leader, you got to put yourself in leadership positions. You have to do what and go where leaders would do and go. So if you want to be a responsible leader, and you know that an aspect of a responsible leader is somebody who rests, start disciplining yourself and rest and make it obvious. First, start with that book, but start resting. And it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. Let me just tell you from somebody who did not rest well, and even still today, it feels very uncomfortable at first, but then you get used to it. You make it a habit. Every Sunday I rest. I know I've mentioned this before. I don't work on Sundays. And that's just for me. That's how my schedule pans out. I work Monday to Friday. So I just rest on Sundays. I put my phone down. I don't do any work. I let it ride. If you want to be a leader who's responsible and organized, start organizing. Just reverse engineer it and start recognizing what thoughts are coming up for you when you start doing those things. 
habits, man, habits create who you are. And again, like, I'm not going to do a poll. I mean, I don't want this podcast to just be like a review of the book by any means. These are just revelations that I've had over the month of March. March was so exceedingly abundant. And like, that's that, the, that is the statement that I'm putting over the month of March for 2022, because it was so it not, not let's just like put tangible financial to the side. I mean, as in my spirit and who I became and things that happened for, and hopefully for you guys, my episodes in the month of March were so powerful. I hope that you grew and you learned, and I hope March was powerful for you. Even from a character perspective, if you want to be fearless and courageous, you have to start doing things that you're scared of. You have to start stepping out in courage because the more that you do, the less things are scary. You become more courageous. If you want to become somebody who's courageous, go start conquering your fears little by little and just compound effect. I'm going to conquer this fear. I'm going to post to social media. It scares the shit out of me. I'm going to post. I'm going to show my face on my stories. It scares me, but I'm going to post. I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk to that person at the coffee shop that I've been seeing. I'm going to finally go take that test. I'm going to ask for that client I've been asking for. I'm going to offer my price that I should have been offering from the get. I'm actually going to do it. And I'm going to trust that I live in an abundance and the right client will come to me. Do you know how powerful that is? To stand in how valuable you are and know that people are just going to come to you and want all the value that you have to offer because this, you have so much value to offer. You yourself have so much value to offer. There's only so many trades in the world. A lot of us are doing a lot of the same things, but we're doing it in our style. The most successful version of yourself is the, the most authentic and genuine version of yourself. That person is the person who attracts all the abundance that is meant for them. Abundance as in spirit and growth and people, relationships, love, financial. Yes, absolutely. Again, we serve a God of abundance. We don't serve a God of lack. So if you want to become that person, you won't have to start hanging out with those kinds of people, but then decide to be that person and go and behave like they would. And give yourself grace because there are going to be days when you trip up because you're still learning. You're still growing. The most successful you is the most authentic and genuine you. So start being that. And you're like, oh, I don't know who I am. Start trying out new things. Start journaling. Figure out who you are. And then just start being yourself. Don't bite your tongue afraid of what other people are going to say or do or think. Other people's opinions of you do not matter. They don't pay your bills. Most important, more and most important of all, they are not the ones who have to lie down with you and be okay with the decisions that you made that day. Other people don't have to sit down when you're journaling with yourself and decide whether or not you are happy with who you have become. They don't have to deal with that. Positive and negative. So here's the thing is like, then why? I know why we try to appease others. I know why, because one of our innate desires is to be in tribe because that's how we were. That's how we evolved is that you stayed in a tribe to stay healthy. But I, but, but you being your most authentic self, I promise you, you're going to attract the tribe that you need to attract. You no longer have to be in a tribe that you don't even like just to survive. It's not, that's not how it works. One, we're not in high school and two, we're not in caveman ages. You can be your most authentic self and abundance and an abundance of people will come to you. 
I don't mean abundance like number. I mean, abundance like quality, high quality people that align with you, that carry the same energy, that value you for everything that you are and you value them for everything that they are. That's what it looks like. And a piece of that, a piece of that, and I believe this is true for everybody because I was thinking about this of like, okay, so, you know, of course you put yourself in location of where you want to be and you choose, you know, healthy energy, but like how, you know, what does that look like even from like a deeper character level? And it's the two G's. You got to be grateful and you have to be generous. As you receive abundance, you are grateful. You are overly abundantly grateful. And you also give abundantly. We're not, we're not given all these things to just grip with tight fists and never give to others. You know, they say like hurt people, hurt people. Well, healthy people help people. I talked about it on last week's episode. Like if you're receiving all these things and you're not celebrating and you're not being grateful, you're not going to receive more. And I stand by that because you always get what you're looking for. So if you are always looking for ways to be thankful and grateful, there's always going to be things in your life that you're grateful and thankful for. Even in seasons where it might be a little bit harder, you're still going to be able to find things that you're grateful and thankful for. So then in those seasons where it's not as hard and you're not struggling as much and you're not having to work and grind and, and, and say no to a lot of things, when you are in the season where you get to say yes all the time, you will have put in the practice of being grateful for the little things that when you receive that, honestly, friend, honestly, I, be, I wholeheartedly believe this for me and for, my, for myself and for you, that you won't even know what to do with yourself with the amount of gratitude you have. And that is the goal. I had one of my coworkers ask me what my career goal was. And on the spot, one of my goals is to have my husband be a stay-at-home dad because that's the life that he wants. And I cannot wait for him to be that because I like working. I'm just totally that person. And, um, and also I love the idea of women being breadwinners. I mean, I, I believe that a marriage is wholeheartedly equal, but I mean, I just like the idea that, Hey, I'm gonna be your sugar mama. No, I'm just kidding. But, but I do like the idea of like, oh, wow, it's going to be, you know, my businesses and my hard work that's going to help our family. And my, and my husband's going to be this amazing stay at home dad. And we're not even going to have to worry about it. And I'm so excited for our kids. Like, how cool is it that they get, they'll get to hang out with my husband all day long. That's so amazing. And then they'll get to be with a healthy mama because she's healthiest when she's out and growing and being with people and whatever. And I don't even know how I got there. Oh, grateful, being grateful. You will get to a place in your life where if you will create a habit now of being grateful, when you receive all the things that you have prayed for and that you focused on and that you've worked hard for and that you've manifested, you will not even know what to do with the amount of gratitude that you have. And I speak that over myself and I speak that over you, but it starts here. You have to be grateful in this season of your life and generous in this season of your life in order to get to that season where you are continuously grateful and continuously generous. We don't receive all that we receive just for ourselves. You cannot, you cannot forget about other people. You cannot forget that there are people in previous seasons where you have already been, and that's the power of your environment. When you put yourself in an environment where you're able to pour into people who are in seasons that you've already walked through, oh my gosh, friend, your leadership ability will grow exponentially. That's what leaders do. Leaders develop because they have been there 
And let me tell you something, friend, if you're like, oh, well, my workplace, I'm only a couple years older, or we're about the same age, yada, yada, yada. You only have to be a couple steps ahead of somebody to lead them. And that's the thing too, is like, let me tell you like eight, it's not always age that makes the biggest difference. I just mean where I am right now in my life at 29 years old, it's a very powerful thing that a lot of the women that surround me are in college or just a few years behind me. And then some of them are in high school. So, you know, a little more than a few, but what an opportunity for me to strengthen my leadership muscle in my full-time job. And then just carry that over to my business. And the same goes for you. Be generous. Yes, of course, with your finances, trusting that what you give out is always coming back to you. I love, I love, I love, um, I love speaking life over myself and you can call it affirmations if you want to, but one of my favorite affirmations is abundance is always coming to me, always coming to me. Whatever I give out is always coming back to me. It's an infinite loop always. So you have to understand that if you have been given to generously, you are responsible for giving it out generously. Yes, finances, like I was saying, but also time and resources and wisdom and just things that you know. How hard is it for you to just share lessons that you've already learned? You can help shape somebody's life for the better. And that's what leaders do. So if you are in a business and you want to be a better leader and a better business owner, how can you start leading well? Where are people in your life that you're just a couple steps ahead of that you can start leading really well? And if you're getting in your head and you're like, well, I'm just not a good leader. I just don't think that I've ever been a leader or this, that, and the other. Well, let me tell you something, friend, as long as you keep speaking that over over yourself, you're not going to be a good leader. And I don't, and I know that comes out so harsh, but what I'm telling you is if you recognize it in yourself, that you're speaking negatively over yourself, start speaking things over yourself that are healthy and helpful, and then just go do start copying what you've seen other leaders do. If you want to be the type of leader that they are, start imitating what they do. A lot of this is inspired by a book that I'm reading from another leader who just decided to share his wisdom with the world. And then leaders like me read it and we get to go share it with leaders like you. That's the point. He didn't write the book to just get credit and be like, oh, look how smart I am. No, he wrote the book to develop people. So then they can go develop people and they can go develop people and they can go develop people. It was a generous offer of wisdom to the world. What generous offers of wisdom are you holding back on that you're not sharing? Because I'm telling you, friend, I'm telling you, leaders are grateful and they're generous. And great gratitude goes back to what I talked about last week, celebrating. And if you have not listened to that episode, go listen to that episode. But on the topic of being generous, if you want to be a powerful leader, start sharing things that you already know. Start sharing mistakes that you already made. That's honestly one of the most powerful ways to lead somebody and develop them. Smart person learns from their mistakes, but a wise person learns from others' mistakes. And I know I've shared this with you before, but I'm the baby of eight and I never got in trouble. And you want to know why? Because all my siblings got in trouble for me. They just went and did all these dumb things and I watched them do it and the consequences of it. So then when I got to that age, I didn't do it. So I didn't get in trouble or I figured out a way to do it and not get caught. Or my mom did figure it out and she just let it go. I don't know. I'm the baby. So sometimes I do get away with stuff, but the majority of it is me just learning from my siblings mistakes and not doing it. And for you, if you're wanting to become a better leader, better business owner, better friend, 
better spouse, whatever, better person to yourself. Start being generous with the information that you know and the wisdom that you have. Start being generous with your time. Start being generous with your finances because it's always coming back to you. Always, always, always. Abundance is always coming to me. Always. Abundance is always flowing to me. Even when I don't see it, I know it's coming. You are a powerful leader and you are exactly where you need to be right now in this moment. It's about you stepping into that and choosing that the statement that I just said is true for you. Because I know, because I've had people tell me, they're like, well, I'm just not the type of leader that you are. I'm just not like you. I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not that. And it's like all these things that they're not. And I'm like, well, one, no, you're not me. You're not meant to be me. Just like I'm not you and I'm not meant to be you. There are all kinds of women that I surround myself with that are way better at things than I am, but I'm not them. And the way that they lead, they're such powerful leaders, but I don't lead like they do. And they don't lead like I do because we lead different. We're human beings. We uniquely lead different. And so for you, instead of listening to this and telling yourself all the way, saying, oh, I'm not like Julia. I'm not, I'm not this. I'm not that. Stop. Instead of saying all the things that you're not, start listing off all the things that you are. Are you gracious? Are you funny? Are you kind? Are you relatable? Are you optimistic? Are you caring? Are you empathetic? Start writing down those things. I am powerful. I am great with words. I am a go-getter. I am loving. I am empathetic. I am open to new ideas. I'm flexible. Whatever it is that you are, and then start recognizing how all those things about you make you the exact leader that you need to be. And if there's things in the columns that you are not yet, that you're not quite there yet, because you can totally be that, start going and doing those things. If you want to be a better speaker, if you want to be somebody who has your own podcast, start talking, turn on a microphone and start recording yourself, practice, start writing, read books, learn new words. It's just simple things. Do the things that the person that you want to become would be doing. Behave the way that she's behaving. Speak to yourself the way that she speaks to herself. Carry yourself the way she would carry herself. Respect yourself the way that she would respect herself. And I think I'm just going to have to do a whole episode on, on respecting ourselves and, and like respecting those around us. Cause I think that's going to be a really good one, but I don't want to get all into that today. I really wanted to hone in on this idea of recognizing who it is that you want to become and going and acting like that person first, and also recognizing physically the locations that you're in and the energy that you are surrounding yourself with and opportunities that are around you, because there's always opportunity. Just like I talked about last week, you find what you're looking for. So if you want to be a better leader and you know that in order to be a better leader, you have to put yourself in leadership in a leadership position. Go and be looking for leadership positions and leadership opportunities. Yes, in your workplace where you are right now. And maybe it's something like it was for me where you have to leave and you have to find something outside of where you are right now. And that's totally okay. You can always make a transition. You can always make a pivot. You can always pivot. Just like I talked about in my pivot episode. (laughs) Thank you for listening to, to today's episode. And I hope for you that March was so exceedingly abundant. 
And I hope that you know that if you didn't see it in March and it wasn't, it wasn't right in front of your eyes in March, I just hope that you know that abundance is always coming to you and there's always opportunity for you. And you can always be the type of person that you want to be and you can have the life that you want to have. And you can start today. You can start being that person today until you get there. I love you guys. If you like this episode, please share it to your social media, leave me a rating, leave me a comment, and I'll see you next week.